On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're joined by at Mavs Draft on Twitter, Richard Stamen, and of Locked On NBA Big Board to discuss the NBA draft. Is Ryan Repair truly a great fit for the Oklahoma City Thunder? What would happen if the Thunder got extraordinarily lottery lucky? And we're going to take some spins on tankathon.com, plus talk other prospects that fit with OKC, all coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by GameTime. GameTime is great. Download the GameTime app and create an account and use the code LOCKDOWNNBA to get $20 off of your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're joined by Richard Stamen at Mavs Draft on Twitter to discuss the NBA draft. Everything from Ryan Repair to Balai Kabaye. We'll talk about him as well. And I totally butchered that. But also, we'll do some tankathon spins and uh, talk Scoot Henderson, one of my favorite prospects. And, and typically, historically, throughout the years of doing this with Richard, we disagree on G League Ignite players. So we'll see if we disagree again on Scoot Henderson. But Richard, how are you doing? We're, we're getting right up to, to lottery night. Draft workouts are going to start any minute now. How are you feeling as we ramp up? Yeah, this is the week workouts. Uh, they're not ever going to really be publicized, but this is when teams are starting to do their initial work. I mean, teams are getting eliminated. So those teams are able to start researching, and uh, it's a good time of the year. Combine's now two weeks away, three weeks away. Two weeks away from the Combine, uh, you are going to be there in attendance in Chicago. Have a great time there. Hopefully uh, hopefully the teams will, will be circling some good prospects at the Combine, and you'll have some great insight for us here on Locked on Thunder from Chicago. Richard, I want to start in segment one by talking about probably the most popular name in the NBA draft in Oklahoma City, which is not Victor Mignogna as we once thought it would be, Uh, back in November, it's Ryan Repair. And you're pretty familiar with Ryan Repair. We won't go into all of that, but what do you see from him as a general player, Uh, just first and foremost? Yeah, he's got an outstanding frame. Uh, When you draw up an ideal wing defender or just wing in general, it's him. He's 6'7", rumored 7'2", 7'3", wingspan. Uh, So he has one of the highest defensive ceilings in the class i mean the the defensive ability is there it's not just like oh he's got long arms he genuinely knows how to be a tenacious defender and really get under guys skins and also be able to stop plays before they happen off ball and on ball the defense is all there so when you look at just that that's immediately what pops and then additionally just because his body is just long he has long strides as a slasher there's just a lot to work with just from the frame that has very real in-game uses already so We've, I went back and looked. We've been texting about Ryan Repair since October. Uh, the writing has kind of been on the wall that the Thunder typically would look at a guy that, that looks like Ryan Repair in these drafts. Like Typically, he kind of checks all the boxes. 
knowing the Thunder pattern when it comes to drafting players, what they look for, what they're trying to achieve, does Ryan Repair check the most boxes of those things that the Thunder look for? I think so. I mean, he's still 18 until the end, very end of next month, literally May 31st. So as of draft, that's exactly three weeks, I think, till the draft. So you're looking at barely three weeks into being 19 years old. He'll spend his whole rookie season being 19. I think that's something that automatically the Thunder would really like. It's part of, you know, it's not even a youth movement. It's just like they like young players and and they work. And, you know, if you're looking for someone to be that specialty player as a floor, you got Ryan repair. If you're also trying to build the ceiling out, Ryan repair can be him. So I, I think there's a real good fit involved with Oklahoma city and repair. He's two weeks away from being two weeks away uh, from being 19, but Richard, is he two is he two years away from being two years away in terms of competing in an NBA rotation? I think, I think he could be at the end of a rotation right now, and it's strictly defense. I don't know if he's going to be doing much beyond defense in day one. So you would think that if the Thunder did select him, it would kind of look like Usman Jang a little bit where you know you put him in the G League and, and, and use that infrastructure that you have to try to grow his offensive game, and then he provides you some sparks in the NBA. Like There's a handful of good Usman Jang NBA games this year, uh, but ultimately, he was mainly in the in the G League whenever he was healthy. Yeah, I could see something like that. Probably, honestly, a little bit more effective. I think, I think even though Usman Jang was a good defender, I think Ryan Repair's defense is just another level. And because of that, I think you might see him get more stretches against better players. You know, like Jang had some stretches where it was kind of garbage time runs, um, which not necessarily like the actual score, but just both teams were sitting players, things like that. I think you could see more Repair real world real game i should say situations real world situations we're going to use that a lot moving forward uh, with, with repair i think he's better than usman jang as a prospect uh, i think that he's more i should say advanced than usman jang as a prospect obviously sam presti is not a stranger to taking a player whenever he views the player should be picked uh, but in your opinion would 12 be the spot to get repair and you called this on Jalen Williams me and you were talking about Jalen Williams uh this time last year and I was wondering at that time they still had pick 30 you know could they move up from pick 30 to like 28 29 you know somewhere like that you know you know 25 and get J-Dub or would you would they have to take him at 12 and you said no they'd have to take him at 12 and they did take him at 12 so you were uh, totally right on calling your shot there the best guess right now is the process is still yet to unfold would would it be taking repair at 12 or would it be moving backwards accumulating a little bit more of an asset and getting a repair later on. I think Ryan repair is interesting because it's going to depend on how he shoots at workouts. I know for a fact, he's stateside right now working on that jump shot a lot. If he's shooting well in, in private team workouts, he's probably going to scratch the lottery right around Oklahoma city. So it's a tough call. I think if you're moving past 15, you're really risking the likelihood of him being there. I'd say 12 to 14 is probably the same range depends on what team is really going to end up there because draft day trades happen so much. But 15 to 16 to 17, you're going to see such a big drop-off of the chances that he's actually there. That's going to be interesting to see kind of kind of what he looks like and, and what he what he fits like. What is his ceiling like? Everything works out. He gets drafted by the Thunder. Let's just, let's just assume. Drafted by the Thunder. Everything works out. They, they implement they invest in him. They have the coaching staff. They have the infrastructure, whatever he needs uh, to, to reach his ceiling. 
What does that look like in general and on this team? Yeah, I think it really looks like one and all world defender with the ability to hit spot up shots. I don't know how much of a shot creator he'll actually be, but basically be, you know, able to shoot the three ball and then he can pass. I think he can pass. Um, you know, he's got good vision and he was once a guard, more truly a guard. I think he's got the ability just to be that ultimate connecting piece. I think that's a really likely outcome. I know when you say shooting, playmaking and defense for a wing, that's a really high end outcome. But I think for him, it's just a high floor kind of thing where you look at, all right, he has a chance to be one of the better role players in the league. Coming up, we'll talk some more NBA draft prospects, including do some tankathon spins and see what is all cooking with the NBA draft. But I do want to say right now, but our good friends over at Game Time, folks. Game Time is awesome. Uh, it is where you want to be for tickets. Go to Game Time right now. Create an account. Use the code Locked in NBA for code of, for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Uh, they have last minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed for concerts, movies, theater, sporting events, everything that you want. Baseball, basketball, playoffs. Everything's heating up right now. You're gonna want to be experiencing things in society with your friends. So. Make sure that you get your tickets for baseball, basketball, comedy clubs, theaters, movies, everything you want to um, over there at Game Time. Game Time guarantees you that you're going to get the best price. And whenever you find the tickets in the same section uh, and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Plus, you can get a view from your seat. You can get you know the protections for your ticket, everything that you need over there at the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKEDINNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that is creating an account using the code LOCKEDINNBA. For $20 off, download the Game Time app today and get last-minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. Also want to tell you right now, better good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn is awesome. And Richard, you know that that it's the perfect place to bet. It's America's number one sports book because new customers uh, can get up to $1,000 match in a no-sweat first bet. That's a, that's credited back to you if you lose your first bet in a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000 with the code FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. So you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now, and then you can bet on the playoff games. How about this, Richard? Bucks Heat, an interesting series. Giannis might, should be back in this game. Uh, on the road in Miami. Miami is a home dog at plus eight. Where would you bet there at FanDuel? I think Milwaukee's winning that one. I'm, I'm pretty confident they're going to show, they're going to flex their muscles on that. You listening to this already know if he was right or wrong, so clown him in the comment section if he was wrong or praise him if he was right uh, down below on YouTube and go over to fan.com slash lockdown to place your bets today. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for joining us on today's Lockdown Thunder. Richard, I want to talk about our good pal, Victor Wimbanyana's teammate, Bly. Bly. What's his name, Richard? Say it for us. So it's Bilal Koulibaly. I, I can't remember if it's Koulibaly or Koulibaly, but uh, yeah, that's it's Bilal Koulibaly, I think. When he declared for the draft, his highlight tapes were going and making the rounds, and it got very exciting. I'll tell you this. He declared for the draft during Sam Presti's season-ending interview, and it was before Sam Presti walked in, and whenever that news spread across the room – Everyone got a little excited about the possibility maybe he could go to the Thunder. Now, introduce us to him. What's his pick range? What's his weaknesses? What's his what's his strengths? Yeah, so from Real GM, I'll read his stats across all the leagues this year. Granted, he played in the half and half mostly of the second 
tier, France leading the first tier with Victor Wembanyama. Um, overall, on average, again, it doesn't adjust for competition, so kind of take this with a grain of salt, but also don't. He averaged 11.5 points a game, and mind you, he is very young. He just turned 18 in July. He's going to be 18 throughout the draft. When he signs that contract, he'll be 18 throughout all of summer league if he makes the finals. It is, it, you're looking at a young player, probably the biggest riser. He's 6'6", really long arms, plays great defense, incredibly intelligent off ball. The shot's still a work in progress, but even then, like I said, so I kind of paused the stats, 11.5 points a game, 54% shooting. In the, in the main French league, he was at four points a game, so I hear it, not that much. 57% shooting. And then in the second tier one, though, 22 points a game, which is very rare for a young player on 53% shooting. On average, he shot 35% from three, 72% from the line. Some stuff to work with, but the 72%, I think, paints why there's some inconsistencies. And on top of that, he averaged a steal and a half a game, an assist and a half a game, and just over half a block a game. So there's a lot to like there in terms of just raw tools and a the frame of just a building block of an absolute ideal player. Bilal Kulabali is a guy who is going to rise because he is so ridiculously gifted in terms of frame ability and intelligence. at such a young age. You know that I love the term building block. So that really piques my interest uh, with building block Baisley, but uh, rip what would the thunder have to do to select them? They need to trade back into the first round, but they need to stay put at the top of the second round with their, with their second round picks. Would they need to do like a, a Jeremiah Robinson Earl deal, whenever they, whenever they drafted him and Jay will of like packaging seconds to move up, maybe two, three spots in the top of the second. Like what, what do they need to do to secure him? If they, if they end up liking him? Yeah. So every year there's a riser. I I'll just state my bold opinion. You got to stay at 12 to maybe get him. I think that's around his range more. He's not going to go second round. I'm very confident in that. I don't think that's bold anymore. I think him going lottery is a very real possibility. Teams do this a lot. We saw this with Thon maker out of absolute nowhere. Quick riser, number 10. Now, I'm not going to name it. This, what I'm about to do, I realize it's not the most successful history, but Jerome Robinson in 2018 went number 13 or number 12, yes. right back to back with SGA. And, you know, these risers happen. This is not abnormal, especially for international players, because we're like, this guy's been hiding in plain sight, especially as Wembenyama's teammate. There's a lot to like from him. I think he's somebody who, if he kills it in the pre-draft process, which there's a very good chance he does, we're looking at a lottery talent. Now, putting you on the hot seat, let's say that your bold prediction comes true. He's the Jalen Williams of this draft. At 12, both repair and himself are there. Who would you rather have in Oklahoma City? Well, first of all, sorry, I didn't list Jalen Williams as, as a riser because obviously he was. I, I, I kind of implied it. I, I, I promise I didn't forget. But I would say I would take Bilal. I think there's safer, there's safer outcomes with him with the less the, – the drop-off of shooting just isn't big – or I'm sorry, defense. The drop-off of defense isn't big enough for me Like to say, well, yeah, he is better at a lot of other areas offensively but the defensive gap isn't just isn't that big. I think you can justify losing a little bit of defense from repair and adding more offense on Koulibaly. Koulibaly is the one that I want. <laughs> I, I think that Koulibaly, uh, you know, it's sad that Bali's is going bankrupt. You know, world's tiniest violin here. Could have been a good marketing play there if, if they could have stayed together. But yeah, he's, he's the one that I think is, is a interesting target. Uh, of those two, you got a lot of people in the repair camp of the Thunder fan base. I think that that as they dig into 
Kabale, they'll find uh, that they like him a lot as well. Now, Richard, we still haven't gotten to the lottery yet. The lottery, for all we know, could see the Thunder leaping up. I know it's only an 8% chance. We've seen somebody leap up every year the flattened lottery odds. So why not the Thunder? So, you know, Victor Mignogna, we all know what he could be. No. No? No. Stop this. No. I am Mavs draft. You cannot do this to me. <laughs> look, look, the, the, the league wants to punish the Mavs. Bottom line, this would be them them taking the, the, thun, the, the Mavs pick without actually taking the Mavs pick. Conspiracy hats on for a second. Somebody's going to leap up. Could be the Mavs. Could be the Thunder. Could be the Bulls and, and so on and so forth. We know that Victor Mignogna is, is great. Any team takes him, whatever. Thunder go to two. And only talking on-court production. Thunder go to two. Only talking on-court production. Do you absolutely take Scoot Henderson here, even though you have a plethora of guards? Or is Brandon Miller or somebody else, or even trading back, uh, a, a more palatable option at two for the Thunder specifically and only talking on-court? If it were me... You have to make a decision, right? You're keeping SGA. He's your guard that, like, no matter what, SGA is there. From there, you have to weigh every guard on the roster and say, would I rather have Scoot Henderson, not only next year because the Thunder are a team that are trying to compete for the playoffs, but also in two years and five years and ten years, whatever it is, that time frame, you have to compare, is he going to be better than Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, whoever you want to name on that list. And it may not even just be guards. I mean, players that can create. In general, you're going to have to about you're going to have to put him head to head. It's really going to come down to does Sam Presti think? Do I need immediate impact of Brandon Miller on the wings to really bolster shooting next to SGA, or would I rather have a potential star next to SGA, which could have a higher outcome than Josh Giddy? And then you can also trade Josh Giddy for what Brandon Miller would do in an established player. So there, there's a it's really tough to weigh that that outcome. If it were me. I'm a firm believer in best player available and Oklahoma city has a ton of draft picks. I think you could probably package giddy and whoever else you want to throw in and get a massive trade haul. It would hurt, but I think the higher upside with scoot SGA, I mean, that could be the best backcourt in the league. So, I, it very well could be like very realistic. I'm not just saying like, right. Oh, if everything goes right, like this is a slam dunk. They're going to be a top three one day. That's exactly where I fall on this subject. I think that Scoot is clearing away the second best player in the draft. I, I, I love Brandon Miller on the court. I love what he can do and bring to you to a basketball team. But Scoot could be like, he could be a superstar in this league. Brandon Miller could be a high-end starter that, that makes a couple all-star teams and, and, and helps you complement your roster. That's great. You need that player. If the Thunder were at three and we're only talking about basketball, I'd say get that player. But I think that the Thunder, you know, this is only the third draft of their rebuild. And if they somehow got extraordinarily lucky and, and got to the top five, it would, you know, top four would be the only, the only way that they could jump up. So they got to the top four. It'd only be their second top four pick in this rebuild. And, and second player who was selected in the top four, period. I guess she was picked 11th or, you know, down there with Charlotte. So you got to take the best, the, the best possible outcome and trust your, trust your infrastructure to, to make them great. And, and, and watching Scoot in person, you know, he, he's bigger in person than what you might see on television. Watching what he can do against grown men. If Scoot was playing in any collegiate conference across America, he, he would be he would be the best player in college basketball. Like we, but he was doing it against grown men instead. So like, I, I think that Scoot would be the way to go, even though the far cry of having too many guards or whatever the, whatever the, the 
you know, outrage would be at that point. But I think that you're right. If the Thunder went to two, it would be more interesting from a, you know, philosophy standpoint than anything else. Like there's, there's no other draft position that could be more interesting for the Thunder because at one, it's just, I mean, it's obvious you, you go Victor and you, and you, and you pair Victor and Chet and you, you go have a parade in the streets, but at two, there's a legitimate argument to go Brandon Miller. There's a legitimate argument to go Scoot Henderson. There's a legitimate argument to trade backwards and, and, and continue to amass all, all these uh, draft picks and continue to amass all these, all these draft assets as well. Uh, plus whatever you can get in terms of the young production. But I think that you hit the nail on the head with Scoot Henderson. He could be a superstar and you have the assets to make up for it. If he's not, or uh, if you still are lacking what Brendan Miller would have provided you, you have the assets to make up for it, but you might as well take that swing. You might as well take that chance that he can be a superstar because at that point you'd give yourself a guy who can be a superstar in the form of Scoot, a guy who is a superstar in the form of SGA, a guy who could be a superstar in the form of, of Chet Holmgren and then J-Dub and, and, and Josh Giddy as well ha- have a lot of potential. So that is a unbelievably high upside of a team that you would be constructing with. And, and I know that people freak out. Like what if they all pan out and you can't pay them? The thing is you could theoretically invest everything you have into those players, you know, and, and you know, you can't pay five maxes, but like, you know, three or four, whatever it takes to pay three or four maxes, max contracts, because you have all these draft picks to have controllable, cheap, players like th- those first round picks are valuable not just because they might be you know lucky if those picks are in the 20s it's great because you trust sam presti to th- then fill out the roster with picks in the 20s that are controllable and under contract for a long time uh, and then that allows you to pay the other proven guys that you did get at the top of the draft so either way you slice it i think that you go for the home run swing and that home run swing is scoot henderson and he is to me the best prospect in the draft not named victor manana so I-, I think that he's the right pick at two even though if they somehow did get that incredible luck and we're there, it would be an all out war uh, between the fan base and, and draft community of what to do with that selection. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that debate, I think it's been a little bit overblown. I tweeted about it on Monday. There's too many gaps. I mean, Scoot Henderson is a much better finisher against better competition. The shooting isn't that bad. It's seen as a weakness. He still shot 34% from three. I think it's a slam dunk at Scoot. I mean, like you said, the upside is just too good. And like, so what? You have too many max players. It's not like Oklahoma City hasn't been in that situation before. And hopefully this time they just trade the right guy if it comes down to that. Sorry for the for throwing salt in that wound. Yeah, that, that, that was great. Let's take a quick timeout after that. Just brutal, brutal <laughs> betrayal from Richard Seaman at Madcraft on Twitter. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You you threw me under the bus. You said the Bulls could jump or the Mavs could get jumped. Both of those terrible outcomes for me as a Magic and Mavs fan. Go on, please. Sorry, I had to. No, that's had true. To that's true. I did. I did take two soft soft spots at you on, on accident. But but what is also true is that Prize Picks is great, and you can get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred dollars with the code Locked On at PrizePicks.com or the Prize Picks app. Uh, so go check that out today. What Price Picks is, is you pick two to six players. You pick more or less on their Price Pick projections, and you can win 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other players. It's just you versus their projected numbers. That way, uh, you, you can just have fun and enjoy by watching the NBA, NFL, MLB, and every other sport you can think of, NHL, PGA, college football, men and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, disc golf, boxing, Eurobasket, cricket, and more. And it's this easy. So you pick tonight. I think that Giannis will have more than 20 and a half points. I think Jimmy Butler will have more than 22 and a half points. If both those things happen, 
you win and, and, and you're able to celebrate. So go over there right now to prospects.com and uh, use the code locked on for a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. We're back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for tuning in every single day, even in the offseason for you everyday listeners. Tomorrow, we will kick off our draft profile and projections with a fun one. Let's do let's do Victor uh, before it's too late uh, on, the, on the prospect projections, uh, just to have a little fun on day one. Now, for today, let's end today's show by doing some quick draft simulations. Number one. The first spin, Dallas leaps up to the top three. San Antonio, Indiana, Dallas, Charlotte is the top four. Orlando slides down to eight. OKC stays at 12. Richard, from Thank from you. San Antonio, Pacers, Dallas, Hornets, Pistons, uh, Houston, Portland at seven, Orlando at eight, Washington at nine, and Utah at 10. Where do you think OKC should, where do you think OKC should do at 12? Is there a trade-up target that you love or just stay put? I would stay put. I think that's a chaos outcome. And when there's chaos, somebody good falls. I, I'd stay put. Staying put is the move to go. And from there, who would you think or guess would be like an ideal fall? I'll go with, uh, man, I'm going to say Osar Thompson. I really do think teams are going to sour on him slightly. He's still going to be a lottery prospect, but I think uh, I think he's a strong candidate. So I've been hearing some scuttlebutt about that as well. Of like one of the Thompson twins could fall. One of them could go down and, and, and there's no chance that the Thompson twin that falls is going to be Amon, correct? No chance. He's, he's too good in the pick and roll. His feels too good. Yeah. His shots are worse than all stars. The defense isn't bad at all. It, he's, he's got a day one pick and roll ability. And as a six, seven guard, that's too valuable to pass up. And I think that this conversation happens again with OKC. As ours there, he falls to, to 12. And then you still have, you know, a guy like Repair on the board. You still have a guy, you know, whoever, you know, you know whoever one he stays on the board still. But I think that Thompson would be viewed more so as like high upside, but you got to work with him, got to develop him another mouth to feed. Whereas Repair would be like, well, just plug him in and let him play in the back end of your rotation. You would agree that like the right move there, even though Repair might be, you know, an easier guy to slide into a rotation in terms of like, chemistry wise you do go for the big swing there in thompson right yeah i think so i mean i i feel like oklahoma city just doesn't have a lot to lose with that they're already so far ahead of the rebuild nothing to lose everything to gain. could 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 thompson become an all-star or have you soured on that option are you saying amen or or Azar? Azar, sorry amen i I love amen i don't think so i i just he can't create enough in the half court. He's going to have to – his best outcome would be like a an all-time connecting piece to make an all-star game, but that's really hard. That's really rare. That is really rare, uh, but he still provides some interesting things for OKC to consider with the 12th overall pick. Richard, thank you so much for joining us today. What would you like to plug on the way out? Hey, every week I do community mock drafts. There's some crazy stuff this last week. You weren't in it, and – uh jairus walker slid to 17 somehow so every week there's something crazier i think it kind of exemplifies look gms say they're gonna take best player available but when it actually comes push comes to shove they have to draft for their team things change and it kind of i i felt the mocks have been very accurate over the years so i've been plugging those rylan's in mind this week so you'll see that but also locked on nba big board across the network we're doing uh some really unique stuff just that no other draft podcast is doing 
Go check it out. Lock it in me a big board. The community mock drafts are fun to be a part of. So it's always great to be in there. Uh, we've already done one with me as the Thunder GM. We're doing another one this week for next week. Don't want to spoil that, but sorry, I just did. Uh, and, and I got to tell you, you know, I was not in last week's because Walker would not have fallen past the Thunder. I would have done, I, I would have ran around the block had he fallen to the Thunder at 12. So it would not have gone to 17. But Richard, thank you for joining us for another week. I cannot wait to talk to you again about this draft. It's a lot of fun. And this draft class, I think, is still really good, even though people have kind of soured on it a little bit uh, as we've gotten closer to time. But Richard, I appreciate all your time. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.